Hello, everybody. Today, we are going to be demonstrating how to finish a portrait, specifically on how to avoid overworking your piece. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. Today's going to be slow. Little changes, decisions that take a long time to figure out. I do notice when I'm in, let's say, the last 20% of a painting, you have to really take your time because the changes that you're making at this stage, they're minor. At least I hope they are. <laughs> you don't want to be moving the neck over three inches. That's something that really needs to be worked on at an earlier stage. And then it gets confusing because the real question is, okay, when do I step away? It's never clear to me. I remember I asked Alex Rowe, how do you know when you're done? Alex used to be a teaching artist and he goes, I just know. <laughs> it's like, that's not very helpful for the rest of us. Okay, let's do some initial mixtures just to get my blood flowing a little bit because there's going to be a lot of decisions to make today. And the more I can control my thinking so I don't get too indecisive is extremely helpful. That's the thing is you really don't know. At the same time though, you don't want to be so afraid of trying something that you hold yourself back. So basically you're screwed no matter what. <laughs> now there's a lot of red in Linda's skin tone. So I'm using a lot of cadmium red light and I'm using a lot of Naples yellow. Actually, the reason why is because I'm almost out of white. <laughs> so I guess it's good that I've got plenty of Naples yellow to keep me going. So this is more like a mid-tone purple because with color, you got to think about value. So my alizarin crimson and my ultramarine, that's my darker value. And there's so much red that I think I'm going to take a little piece of this purple and add more cadmium red. So I do that a lot where I make a mixture and then I take a piece of another mixture and start another mixture. Sometimes it's a little bit easier than trying to mix every single color from scratch. It also helps you get colors that are a little bit more sophisticated. So tell me in the chat, does anybody have something that they hold on to in terms of knowing when to stop? Are there any signals that tell you, okay, time to step away? Is it a total crapshoot? <laughs> I feel like for me, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> I do need to work on 
several things are fairly far behind. For example, last time, <clears throat> I spent a lot of time resolving the face. And that's not to say there isn't more to be done. But when I looked at the reference photo this morning, you can see it down there. I noticed the neck is super undeveloped. So the neck needs a lot of time. The hair is close, but the ear, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> and the clothing needs a ton of work, specifically the patterns that are on there. I definitely want to include those. And then I have to start to make some decisions about the background because I like the Naples yellow, but it's a very flat Naples yellow. So probably I'll do some sort of gradient. So maybe at the top, it's a little bit darker in value. And then I'll leave the brighter parts of the background. So that way the neck can really pop because the neck is actually fairly dark. A lot of reasoning has to happen. I need to do this because this needs that. It's a lot to consider. To jog your memory a little bit in terms of where this started, this is part three of the series. And these are the initial thumbnails that I put together. This was before the first dream. And then you can see here's a comparison. The portrait on the left was the first pass. And the portrait on the right is where I ended and where I'm going to be picking up. This portrait has had an interesting trajectory. The one on the left was a nightmare. <laughs> and I was really upset after the first stream. The second stream to this point, I felt much, much better. Felt like I got a better handle on things. The form seemed more articulate. So I feel pretty good about where I am right now because a lot of the stuff that needs to be done is not that difficult. But again, the challenge here is when to Jane says, when little things or areas stop bothering me and I can live with it, I call it done. Manette says, when I get impatient or frustrated, that, that's me. <laughs> like, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm done. Crispy says, when I get sick of it. Ginger says, when I can't look at it anymore. Victoria says, when the painting successfully communicates what you want to say and looks good enough. Anna says, when I can't think of anything to do, that will make it better. Absolutely. Ari says, always impatient. That's why I have 9,000 vague sketches to one finished thing. Oh, you guys would not believe the indecision I've been having over something else lately. It's so bad. Amanda says, it's so easy to overwork, absolutely, because you get picky. You're like, oh, just a little bit here, a little bit. And, and then before you know it, it's totally fragmented. Helen says, I have trouble telling when I'm done, especially with the looser, more abstract watercolors. When it feels done, I suppose. I know, sometimes it's just, I, I guess. <laughs> MC says, cool, you're continuing with this piece. Well, I really want to show everybody and maybe this is not the most entertaining way to do it, but there's no other way, is to show you that last 20% of the painting. What does that look like? Because the beginning in some ways is easier because it's very clear 
what you need to do. You're like, oh, I block out all the colors and get everything in place. But this is that weird, murky place where you have to decide what do I want to emphasize? What can kick back a little bit? Because the hair is really almost done. I, I'm going to keep it pretty loose. I want to keep the face the tightest, but the neck, I really want to show that sagging of the skin. So you'll find today, because it's the last portion of this painting, there's not going to be a lot of action. It's going to be a lot of squinting, a lot of thinking, a lot of considering and making decisions. So maybe it's not that exciting to watch, but I'm hoping some of you will get something out of that experience. I mean, I suppose that's why people don't have videos about this because it is fairly tedious. It's slow. It's not that much action, but you know what? It's a critical part of finishing a painting. I think that's very important. Marty says, when I make a few moves that look bad, I fix it as best as I can, stop at least to let it sit in a few days, take a fresh look, can I live with it when I go back and look at it again? Yeah, and then Ginger says, I always feel like I have to work it. So, so difficult. By the way, if anybody wants to see the reference photo, the link is in the YouTube video description below. And the link to all the art supplies are also and the YouTube video description below. And if you want to draw along with me, I'd love that. And you don't have to draw Linda, you just make something. Let me hang out with you in the studio. Okay. <sighs> it's time to dive in. <laughs> I'm heading for the neck immediately because the neck needs so much work. And really I need these two muscles Maybe they're not muscles. They might be. Oh, this might just be skin. Yeah, th there's no muscle that does that. Okay, let's dive in. Oh, shoot. Where's my matte medium? Did I totally blank? Where did I put it? Shoot. Okay, hang on a sec. <laughs> Gotta find my matte medium. Where did I put it? I have no idea. I'm on the shelf. Shoot. This is a problem. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, well, thank goodness I've got some soft gel. Not exactly my ideal, but it'll do something. And I'm just going to make a little pile of it here. Although, yeah, it needs a little bit of water. This is just a hair too thick. All right, so let's just put a little water here so it's a little bit thicker. It's a lot of back and forth. You can see right now, I'm not even painting. I'm just looking back and forth between the reference photo and the painting. Okay, let's try this. To pump up some of those highlights. 
Okay, this this gel is okay. This is fine. I just prefer matte medium because it's not so thick. Ugh, oh my gosh, that's way too bright. Okay, screw that. Let's try that again. <laughs> that's way too bright. Gotta mix a better color. Maybe this? This this I think is too dark. So let's take that with a little touch of this. So we just make the value of hair darker. Rags. One of the most important painting supplies. And by the way, everybody, I will not be reading the chat while I paint. I'm not superhuman. So if you have a question or comment, whatever, please put it into the chat and I will get back to it when I take a break. I think this is not thick enough. So let's draw my brush. Just a warning, today's slow. It's really slow, it's not gonna be exciting. So if you, if you want some action, I don't know, go watch Doctor Strange. There's plenty of action in there. Any Marvel movie will give you action, but I will not be providing any action today. Slow and boring. This is probably why the YouTube algorithm doesn't like me, because I'm just not that exciting. And I'm not going to tell you that you can look. I, I, for real, I saw a YouTube video the other day. You know what the title was? Learn how to draw in 21 minutes. I was like, are you serious? I, I just, ugh. and I was asking the staff the other day, I said, listen, do, do I just lean in to these obnoxious titles? Because the thing about YouTube is it's all hyperbole. There's no room for any subtlety and the thing is being an artist is about subtleties and about slight nuances and being attentive to what you're doing and and thought and concentration and you're just not going to get that when people are making comments like that i just don't buy it actually you know what i could do i could probably lower this a little bit so that you can all see better what i'm doing probably do it a little more hang up because it occurred to me that what I'm doing right now is pretty detailed and I want you guys to really see it better. Okay. Let's put this down a little more. Okay, it's a little bit better. So when I hear that hyperbole, but the thing is, it's like, that's what performs well. And for me, writing a title like that is just so cringy. I can't do it, but then I'm like, oh, YouTube is not gonna like me if I don't do that. So I, I wanna know from all of you, <laughs> do I ugh, cringe and, and write those titles that say things like this drawing Exercise will change your life forever so I can get more clicks. It's so frustrating. Or do I just 
keep writing titles. I don't know. I wrote a couple the other day and I just was cringing so bad. It was extremely painful to do that. I think I need more cadmium red. This is a little bit too pinkish. So maybe some red will help me here. Because this muscle really curves around. I want it to be more substantial. And there's a fairly large patch over here. I want to bring this form out. Oh man, this is so dark. Get some burnt umber in there for value reasons. Because I want this form to come out more. I'll probably do quite a bit of glazing today. Get some blending in there. So for the glaze, for some blending, I think what I'll do is I'll just dip my brush into the soft gel gloss. And I'll just use this to smooth out some of the edges, make them a little bit. Ooh, I don't like the way that looks. Maybe I need some rag. Okay. Oh, none of these rags are clean. Let me go get another one. <laughs> To me, this is the most unglamorous part of painting. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, I, I kind of don't like the gloss medium. Maybe I should use water instead. Yeah, maybe the water is better. Oh, I really wish I had my matte medium. It's so frustrating. Let's try some really bright reds in here. Because I can always tone it down. I've noticed that for me, having that option to tone it down is much better than me trying to get the color really accurate. Because it almost always, for me at least, ends up looking too muddy. I mean, it's going to get muddy anyway. That's part of painting. Just the more you paint, the more dirty your brushes get, your palette. I need some green here. This is not really green enough. All right, so let's go in. I want an olive green. So how about some yellow ochre? which I forgot to put in my palette for some reason. Let's do yellow ochre with a little bit of cerulean blue. Probably way too saturated, yes. It's a little too blue. I'm gonna get a little more yellow ochre. I mean, does everybody see how freaking slow this is? So that's where those time-lapse videos, they really don't do people a lot of favors. It, it really misrepresents what painting is actually like. 
It's so slow. Painting to me is much slower than drawing. I think drawing is way faster. Drawing feels so direct. Painting to me is so many walls in the process. Okay, so I think, oh, that's way too green, geez. Maybe put some red on top of that. I just wanted a little touch. Like I, I just didn't want that to be quite so strong. But there's definitely a tendon here that's popping. Because the thing is, I want the wrinkles, but I can't let the wrinkles take over. That would be bad. Okay, there's a form here. I'm, I'm trying to get the masses of skin. I, I'm not going to do any details for a little bit. No, no wrinkles for a little while. Okay, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Ginger says, this is great to see. I thought I painted too slow. Oh, I'm not even painting as slow as I probably could. Just because it's the live stream, I don't want this to be a six-hour stream. But yeah, it's slow. I really like what Karen's saying. At the end, it is 95% looking and 5% painting. I think that's very accurate. Alan says, would love to see someone finish. I see the struggle designing when a piece is done. Harry <laughs> says, one of my patients at work says she's been using KY lubricant as a medium. Is that actually a thing you can do or is it just her thing? I've never heard of that before. I guess my only issue is maybe it might not be archival. And if you're worried about that, that's probably a reason to not use it. But that's a her thing. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so Tinley says, please link to the 21 minute drawing lesson. I'm not learning fast enough. Well, apparently if you don't do it in 21 minutes, you're not a real artist. My ecology says social media sometimes feels like it distorts the pace of the creative process. But with the time lapses and the learn X quickly videos, it can be jarring to see the true pace of learning and creating. Well, people don't have the attention span for this. You need to focus for longer than 30 seconds. And I get so frustrated that social media is the opposite of that. It's like, let's speed up everything. I see all the time on TikTok videos that say things like, my 50 hour drawing in 30 seconds. I'm like, I don't wanna see that. <laughs> it's not interesting. You can't, well, here's the thing. So a time lapse, I know people think it's fun and that's fine. It's entertaining, but if you want to learn, that's a different story to be entertained versus learning. And, and I do believe you can do both. You can. But when it comes down to this, the, the slow decision making, th this is not something I can speed up. I have to.
Yeah. Seven Angelic says it's competitive algorithm driven media. It seems you have to give in to the clickiness just to reach people sometimes. Well, that's the thing is I didn't realize this early on, but if you can't get people to click, it doesn't matter how good your video is. And it took me a long time to realize that. Uh, your thumbnail is very important for that reason too. And so I've really understood that for a long time, but I just hate the clickbait, you guys. I hate it, but I might just lean in or at least do it to a bunch of videos. We have enough videos that I, I feel like I can sell out a little, even though I don't really like it very much. Okay. I actually, I think I'm doing too much, everybody. I, I think I got to stop. I think I'm adding way too much. I think what I need to do is actually much more cosmetic. So let's hang back a little more. I think I'm going too fast. And I think I'm not looking far away enough. I think I need to hang back a bit. It's got a little touch of yellow in here. I feel like this is getting too red. And while the red is absolutely is a big part of it, I can't let it take over. So let's try something that's a little more orange. That's not right enough. Let's just pump up the value a little more. But there's a whole almost golden touch to this. Like this whole right side is almost a different. Although I don't have to stay that close to the reference. In fact, Maybe I should not look at the painting. No, I should not look at the reference for color anymore. I, I should just look at the color here and just do that. Because I just realized in the reference photo, this part is more yellow. But the thing is, I'm not sure I want to keep that. No, it's hard to say because I am at that point where I really could just ignore the reference photo. It really would be fine for me to do that. You know what though? I'm going to just do some red for a little bit because I'm realizing, I don't know. I, I just like, <laughs> maybe it's Lauren again. I, I like the idea of red that's way more saturated. So let's just try that. Let's do cadmium red glaze in a couple spots with a little bit of gloss gel. So I'm going to really step back, trying to keep physical distance between me and the painting. Let's come back to here because the neck needs a lot of work. I don't like this gloss gel. It's not really working for me right now. I 
guess this is just going to be a very red painting, but I don't want to overdo it at the same time. Oh, it's too bright. I don't want something that bright. Another thing, I'm using very little pressure because what I'm doing today, it's, it's not intended to be that aggressive. Oh, sorry, I should take that banner away. I'm working on the net. I don't know, I thought that this color here, I thought it wasn't that bright, but when I put it on the canvas, it's really bright. confused. There's so many labels. Like this edge is sort of awkward. Oh, and there's another tendon here. Does that connect to here? Yeah, it does. This, this tendon goes all across. I didn't even see that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Sort of like that. I'm looking really carefully. A lot of squinting. Actually, I've been using my finger a lot because I don't like this gloss gel. And actually, sometimes, like, I just made this too bright, so I'm actually going to take a clean brush and scrub that away. That's sometimes a good way to get rid of something if it's... Okay, that's better. I think the neck does feel a little bit more dimensional. I'm just gonna really lean into this red. More squinting. Oh, this is brighter than I thought. Maybe I should pump up that edge a bit. I mean, I don't like this edge anyway. It's really blunt. Not what I'm after. Maybe, you know, I'll take some Naples yellow so I can resolve this edge because I don't like it as it is. I think it should be way softer as an edge. This is probably going to be a long stream, everybody. <laughs> the progress is just so freaking slow. Yeah, this is all... Jeez, this is way too dark, this part of the neck. What do I do there? Oh, maybe I'll do some blue? I don't know. This blue seems way too bright. Let me cut it with a little bit of white. I guess I have to really address this part because I haven't really spent time on it. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I was worried that was my red brush. Edges are so, so important. And I really want this to dissolve. I 
there's this one wrinkle here. Oh, and there's a highlight. Okay, all right. There's a very thin highlight that goes up and then spreads towards the bottom. Okay, that's anatomically better, but it needs work. I'm just trying to sort out the individual pieces of skin that are sagging. Actually, I messaged Linda a little ways back. So Linda, if you don't know, is a wonderful RISD model who I've known, I, I'm not kidding, since I was like 19. She modeled for a lot of my classes at RISD and we still keep in touch. And I talked to her the other day and she said to me, I thought this was the sweetest thing because Kat is teaching at RISD right now. And she said to me, Clara, having Kat on campus, it's almost like we have a little piece of you still. <laughs> that made me so emotional. Because I hooked up Kat with Linda. So that way she could have a little help. Because the models are a fly in the wall. <laughs> they're, they're very good for getting information. They're just, you know, good stories. <laughs> it's so bad. You get so much tea from them. Which is why I've never understood why wouldn't you want to <laughs> get to know the models. <laughs> Just for that reason alone. But it's funny, when I went back to RISD last summer, let me move this off a little bit. When I went back to RISD last summer, I mean, the models were the ones I wanted to talk to. I mean, yeah, I have a couple of colleagues that I love to death. But I mean, none of them were in my department. And absolutely saw them, but most of my colleagues, I, I was not interested. <laughs> exactly, Seven Angelic, the secret art school network. They see everything. I mean, if you're sitting in a classroom for what, seven hours? Some of the classes are seven hours. You get to know the teachers. You you know who does what. And you know something? Nobody has that kind of access. I mean, when is the dean ever going to sit in and watch your entire class beginning to end? They're not going to do that. But a model does. And so they really get to know you. Which is a really cool thing. I love that. You know, I was saying to my husband the other day, it's like, I kind of miss academia. I, I kind of mourn my academia life. I miss the hustle and bustle of the campus. I miss talking to students in person. And you know what he said to me? He's like, no, you don't. You don't miss it at all. I was like, okay. He's brought me back to reality. He was like, you hated your colleagues and you were so nervous about getting a class all the time. 
it was hell. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I guess when you think back to things, it's easy to think about the the nicer version of things as well as opposed to all the crap that you know was there. It's just when you're not there, it's easy to forget about that. Really want to articulate these two spots on the neck need way more articulation than the others. Ugh, too dry. I want this to blend better, but it's not doing that right now. Very sad that I don't have my matte medium. Very upset with myself. Stupid matte medium. You know, I bet it like hid from me. I bet it was like, I'm not going to be helpful. Screw Clara. She's never appreciated acrylics. So now I'm taking revenge. Oh, okay. There's a form here. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. I see it. I see the form. Oh, okay. Squint. Okay. Okay. I I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I see the form. Okay. Maybe a little bit lighter in value, not too much because I don't want to kill it. But yeah, there's a slight tint here to make this more dimensional. This one. I'm going to get a wet brush. This is the second brush. It's wet. I'm going to see if I can blend it a little more because it's not really happening right now. Okay. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. Thank you, Lewis, so much for the super chat. Those super chats add up, everybody. If we get three in a live stream, it's fantastic. And it makes me feel so good. It really does. I, I mean, I know that sounds really terrible. Like, oh, you send us a donation, I get happy. But it's, I don't know, it's just validation. Knowing that people appreciate what we do feels amazing. One do says, today I felt so pressed that I lost all patience while painting. I'm longing for the feeling I used to have in my childhood when I spent hours just painting a single rose with joy. Oh, I miss that too. I was actually saying the other day that I don't miss the drama of art school in that chaotic period in your life and you're 20 and 19. I don't miss any of that. But I do miss saying, I got five hours. I'm going to work on this. I don't get to do that anymore. I have to work in spurts. I have kids and they're always interrupting me. There's always some video they need me to watch. I'm like, really? You had to interrupt me to show me this beaver? 
Although I like beavers. <laughs> I've been watching beaver videos on Instagram. I admire their work ethic. They're very industrious and determined. <laughs> Lori says, when people see my artwork, the first thing they usually ask is how long it took to make the impossible question. There's no way to count the countless hours thinking about and studying the painting. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard, forget who said this, some snarky comment. How long did your painting take to make my whole life? because everything you do pours into the work you're making in the moment. Johanna says, so impressed how soft you've gotten this acrylic portrait to look edges. It's all about edges. If you look at the contour, I mean, this is pretty harsh. I'm not gonna keep it that way though. But when you get rid of edges, it lets the form sink into the atmosphere. A lot of times when people paint a portrait and there's very crisp edges, it flattens things a lot. Pump says, what would you say to someone wanting to learn how to paint and get started? What should they focus on? My best piece of advice for starting painting, use a big brush. Don't paint with little brushes. The little brushes are the kiss of death. If you can stay with a big brush, for a long, like longer than you think you should. Everybody wants to paint with a little brush, but the little brushes don't do you any favors. So I always do this and I use this brush for a long time to the point that it, it does feel too big and it does feel too awkward, but that is the way to make progress on a painting. Don't use those little brushes. Carolyn says, I can never slow down when I paint. It's really hard to remember to stop and look that becomes 10 times more important at this early, late stage. In the beginning, yes, you need to look, but th this is a different type of looking. When I'm starting a painting, yes, I'm looking really hard, but I'm looking differently. I'm looking at the structure underneath. I'm trying to get to the core of the form. This is not about that. This is me looking at surface, looking at tints of color, and so what I start to look at at the stage is very cosmetic. It's not fundamental. It's not like I'm thinking skull right now. The first half, yes, I was thinking skull. I was thinking structure. Marty says at the end, I'm learning to slow down more and be more deliberate, but then I don't want to overthink. It's a hard balance because at the end, I don't want to screw up the good job I've done so far. Oh, that's such a fear because you get to a point where you're like, oh, it looks pretty good. And then something happens and you're like, no, I killed it. It's so awful. It's the worst. <laughs> Karasu says, hoping to join an art program at a local disability care provider. What should I ask? What should I look for? Mostly interested in illustration, comics, and animation. I would ask them what they have because they can't really provide something that you are looking for. See what they have, because you know something, a lot of providers like that are severely underfunded. They're not usually the types that can throw together programs quickly. So find out what they have first. That I think is more respectful instead of going in and saying, this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for. Because you know something, when you talk about things from your point of view, 
it usually doesn't get the conversation going in the right direction. For example, I taught this professional development class at RISD for seniors. And one of the assignments I gave them was write a cover letter, pretend you're applying to some job. And I couldn't believe how much their letters centered around themselves. So a lot of them would write things like, I think this job will help me be a better artist. I think this experience is going to push my career. I'm like, that's not what an employer wants to hear. They want to hear what can you do for us? What can you offer us? And it just occurred to me that, wow, we can't think about it from our point of view. We have to look at it from the employer's point of view. What is going to serve them? If I was employing somebody, what would I want to know? I would not care about, oh, it'll advance your career, whatever. That's your deal. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria, for the super sticker. You're all so wonderful to support us like this because I don't want to say things are easy yet. I mean, they're definitely on more stable ground than they were four years ago. But I mean, we're still hustling. We're still pushing. I mean, some days I wish I could relax a little bit and not push things on people so much. But I, I sort of can't stop. We don't have enough of a base financially to make that happen. Elias says, I've been drawing my iPad. I like 90% of it. I mean, I mean, that's great. <laughs> to me, one of the things that is helpful, I mean, if you put it in the perspective of grades, you can't expect A plus work. I feel like B plus work is enough. It really is. What are you doing to me, Angelic? What are you doing? <laughs> Do you guys want to learn something or not? <laughs> if you bring up your chakra, I can't focus. <laughs> I've been trying to get the TikTok algorithm to show me more Hugh Jackman stuff, but I, I think it's a generational thing. I think it's like the younger people on TikTok don't know Hugh Jackman like I do. And so th there's not a billion edits. I mean, like Pedro Pascal, there's um, like my whole feed is like Aaron Tobain, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> but like, there's not as much Benedict Cumberbatch stuff either. And so I'm like sort of sad. <laughs> like TikTok is not showing me what I want. Actually, <laughs> this is confession time, you guys. It's so hilarious. So at our last staff meeting, we were just talking about TikTok. And I asked everybody, oh, what's in your TikTok feed? What is this? What the heck? Did I just do that? Do you guys see that? What the heck? Shoot, sorry. Okay, I was like, where, where did that black splotch come from? Holy crap. Oh my God, I have to paint over that. What the heck? Okay, let's just do that. So I was asking the staff, I was like, okay, so what's showing up in your TikTok feed? And Jordan's like, Spider-Man, Marvel, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, and character stuff, concept art. <laughs> and for me, I was like, okay, Sherlock, BBC, Pedro Pascal. I mean, the thing about Pedro Pascal, I'm I'm not 
super obsessed with him. I mean, he's so charming, but he's not in my top tier. But it doesn't mean I don't want to watch <laughs> edits of Pedro Pascal. <laughs> There's some art stuff. There's not a lot because I confess that I don't like a lot of the stuff that's on TikTok in terms of art. I think it's just not saturated enough. Like YouTube has been around long enough that there's a lot of artists of a wide range. I feel like on TikTok, it's a very narrow range of artists who are there. I guess I watch a lot of celebrity interviews. Actually, I watch a lot of stand-up comedy. I love stand-up comedy. And I watch some news, like all those videos of France burning and people whining and dining <laughs> next door. <laughs> and Eric to me, oh my God. no idea it's gotten so bad oh my god it just keeps getting worse <laughs> because here's the thing like it all depends on whether the actor has something new and Benedict Cumberbatch hasn't done anything new for a while because movies take a long time and The Last of Us is over for now and Hugh Jackman was doing The Music Man for a long time and he doesn't look like Wolverine <laughs> he's very buttoned up it's very boring but Aaron debate is all over tiktok because he just finished moulin rouge he's in schmigadoo and i'm like eating it all up <laughs> oh my gosh oh <laughs> thanks Shannon. it happened 10 minutes ago part of my sleep okay thanks <laughs> okay back to this neck i feel like the neck is finally starting to make some sense let's go in maybe a glaze maybe a purple glaze over this okay more water i i really want to get this gloss gel to help me because I need something that's not just water. So let's just do a glaze. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. I don't like this brush though. This brush is bothering me. So a, a purple glaze just to blend some of these. Oh, I don't like this gloss gel. This gloss gel sucks. All right, forget it. I don't need you gloss gel. You and me, we had a bad date. It's not working out shouldn't have let my matte medium disappear. Does anybody else do this when I can't find a supply? Have you ever like ripped apart your heart? That ripped apart your living space looking for that one thing. And it's always something super dumb, like a razor blade. Like I can't find the razor blade. And so I open up every freaking box in my closet. It's so dumb. I do that all the time. Okay, this is, again, softening edges. Trying to get it to sink a little more. I mean, I guess I had an idea that, oh, maybe I want this to look more gestural. But, you know, now that I've started tightening up a little bit, I'm not so sure that's what I want to do. Actually, that's what happened with my Aaron Tubate fan art. <laughs> Because I was 
at first I was like, oh, I'm gonna, you, that's too bright. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be all gestural and it's gonna have so much movement. And then I started painting and I just got tighter and tighter. And I was like, you know what, at this point I have to just lean into being tight. I, I can't go back. So I leaned into being tight. Some of you may have seen it on my Instagram. And then after that, I was like, oh, I didn't do the version I wanted to do to do another one because I really want to have a super gestural one. And so too bad. I have to do more hair to make it And it's interesting because I was talking to my husband yesterday. I talked to him a lot. He's so proud. And I said, why am I spending so much time on this fan art? It was supposed to be just for this live stream that Jordan and I did recently. Because we are, by the way, doing registration right now for <laughs> our May workshops. There's a little eye candy. Oh my gosh, you guys. Look at his apps. <laughs> Fan art parties, sketchbooks, artist apps, exhibiting your art, artist websites, commissions for artists. And you can register for those at artprof.org. But so we, we were doing this fan art party workshop and I was like, oh, we really need some resources because for the workshops, I really like to give people some resources that they can access before the workshop starts, just as a reference. And so I'm doing the work on the live stream and I did all these sketches. And it's like, I finished the one I set out to do, but then I was like, I need to do more. This doesn't feel resolved to me. And so I'm doing all these, of course, while watching <laughs> because you know, <laughs> inspiration. Um, and so I'm doing all that fan art and I'm thinking to myself, why am I doing this? This is not my studio practice. My studio practice is not Moulin Rouge fan art. It, it's not necessarily gonna advance me as an artist. And then I realized, you know what? I think I just needed a break. I wanted to make stuff, but I didn't want the responsibility of needing to think about my work. Because you know something, I have this one bread fairy painting, drawing rather. It's been sitting on my shelf for so long and it's so close to being done. Like I probably could finish it in about 30 minutes, but I can't get myself to do it. And I was like, why? Why am I sitting here making fan art instead of finishing the work that really is part of my studio practice? And so my husband, being wise as he is, he said, well, I think you just need a break from doing all that work because your own studio practice is work and it requires a lot of thinking. You have to question what you're doing and you're invested, which is fantastic. I mean, you should be invested, but you need a break from that now and then. 
because the way I was doing the fan art, I was like, okay, let's, let's treat this like an editorial illustration. Like if I was doing an illustration for the New Yorker, I'd have to show the art director all these thumbnails and we'd go through and we'd pick the one that we thought was going to be the best fit. And I was like, okay, maybe this is a learn, this is a lesson for everybody. So you can all see just how ridiculous the thumbnail process can be. Because, oh my God, the indecision. I was like, this is why people have deadlines. Because at a certain point, you just have to pick. You can't get in and just keep going. Although I did. <laughs> That's pretty much what I did. So you guys want to see what indecision looks like? <laughs> this is what it looks like. So I was like all excited about trying out different texts. So I'm going to do the version that's more gestural. And so what I did is I printed out this hard copy of the painting. And I just kept going. Different color combinations, different kinds of text. I mean, this is sort of absurd. I'm sort of embarrassed that I did this many. But they were fun. They were easy. I got to play with topography, which I never do. I mean, really what this almost is, is like a poster, which I never do. But this was fun. I liked doing this. That's valid, right? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Ginger says, I was shocked you did so many, but it looks like you had a great time. Well, you know what it is? When you do that many, you start to really understand what are the minor differences. And I like that a lot. So, for example, okay, so this one and this one, they're very similar, but does everybody see how the text at the bottom goes straight across? The text here goes diagonally. And that's a big difference when you think about those decisions. Okay. Get back into this. I need to keep my distance. I, I feel like I'm just getting in too close. Let's really pump up the red down here. Again, more glazing. I gotta work on this transition. This transition isn't great right now. I think I need a muted purple. So let's do this and put a little touch of yellow ochre into the purple. Oh, it's too dark. Let's get in some Naples yellow pretty gray. I don't know if I want it that gray. Might be too dark. Let's just see. Oh, geez, that's way too dark. Crap. Right now I'm mixing with my brush because what I need to mix is not that big of an amount. So while I don't think it's great to mix with your brush, I think for small quantities like this, it's fine. 
Oh, that's better. Okay, so I just needed a color that felt a bit more muted because I feel like this got a little out of hand. Oh yeah, that's much better. Okay. Let's let that climb up the side of here. Okay, that's better. I feel like this did not get bright enough down here. Let's get a bigger brush. Get that to sink more into this area because I don't want those strokes to be so blunt. I mean, can you believe it's been an hour? Look at what I've done. Like nothing. <laughs> so little has been accomplished. But I hope that helps all of you see that you don't have to work at a lightning speed. In fact, I do not recommend that to anybody here. That's too blue. Ugh, yuck. Let's take this brush and scrub some of that stuff in. I just don't want such harsh transitions. Oh, my finger's really coming in handy. Oh, there's another... Okay, I see the highlight there. Let's get that to settle in a little bit more. I do feel a little picky right now, though. did like some of that texture that came in. I wasn't really anticipating that, but I mean, the neck is very textured in this case. And I think a, a big mistake I see a lot is people make figures too smooth. So texture is a very important part of painting a portrait. And so oftentimes if you look at a painting and I've definitely seen paintings, they, they almost feel like a mannequin or it feels sort of fake and a lot of the time that has to do with the face being too smooth because people have texture like even younger people have texture to some degree and so that that's something people oftentimes they don't think there's much texture in the skin but there's a lot especially depending on who you're looking at in Linda's case, she's got beautiful texture in her skin, and I just love it. Oh, I love Naples yellow. Jeez, it just fixes everything. Thank goodness Alex Rowe taught me about Naples yellow. Okay, so now we're going to do this Naples yellow edge so that I can get the edge of that shoulder to disappear. Because I don't want this to be so prominent. This is too harsh. I don't like this edge. So let's just soften that a bit. This is so slow. 
guys are crazy. I don't play video games. My whole family makes fun of me about it, that I just have no tolerance for playing a video game. <laughs> this is not in my wheelhouse. Whereas my husband and kids, they all love it. That's fine. This is too, I don't like this edge. I want it to be softer. More Naples yellow. For that background, softening that edge. Does everybody see how little I've done in an hour? But painting is slow. Mona says, love painting with your streams. It makes me more focused and motivated to paint. I'm so glad to hear that, Mona, because it is hard sometimes to find the motivation to get up and do something. I, I have the exact same thing. And so I think sometimes when there's a stream on, it, it gets you <laughs> get off your butt. I mean, I don't watch a lot of people streaming, but I know Jordan streams on Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific. And I have had days where I'm like, oh, Jordan's streaming. Okay, good time for me to sit down and do some work. I don't know. It just, it's nice, that camaraderie. <laughs> Crispy, I'm never going to play Last of Us. <laughs> I'd rather just sit and watch Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Zest Owl found their eraser under a pillow, searching the whole room for an hour. Aries says, one of my black block inks disappeared, turned everything over twice. I guess it ran away. Yeah, they grow legs. Ginger says, couldn't find my charcoal pencil, tore up my apartment there in the backpack the whole time. <laughs> yes, Vivian, it's acrylics. And there's part one and two that some of you can look up at our YouTube channel. Oh, Lindsay's here from Sheffield, England. Tell me in the chat, where are you from? Give me a country, a city, a state, whatever you want to share. And Karasu saying, what's a thumbnail? Well, let's take a look. These are thumbnails. And you can see what they do is help you figure out the placement. You'll notice the thumbnails on the left-hand side I change the scale of the face. I move the face to the right. I moved it to the left. And it's really, really helpful because then when I get back to the painting, I have to think about that. I already know where the piece is going to be. And oh, you guys, stop it. Stop talking about Aaron to me. Do you guys want to learn? Okay, if you want to learn, just quit it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and the problem is now I'm following like Aaron to fan accounts and they're not helping me, you guys. Because I'll like go into Instagram to do work and just an Aaron to video pops up. I have to watch it. I can't not watch it. 
it's very distracting. I was like, shoot, I need to make like a separate Instagram for that. So I don't look at it when I'm working. <laughs> Susie says, so glad to see the many options tend to do a form of that. Doing a subject, then 400 versions later, I'm still doing different things with that. And that number is not an exaggeration. Oh, I believe you, Susie. There is a wonderful prompt that Fred Lynch, a professor at RISD in illustration, does. It's called 88 Trees. But I think sometimes he switches it up. Sometimes it's like 88 apples. But you have to draw an apple 88 times in 88 different styles. And it's so fun to see what people come up with. Because when you have to do that many, you have to push yourself. Most people can do three. Three is not difficult. But once you get past 12, it, it's really hard. Czech Republic, England, Texas, Bloomington, New York City, south of Boston, Maryland, Glasgow, northern Sweden. I love that, everybody. That is just so fun. Mona says, I'm working right now on a painting of self-portrait. So frustrated because I know that I'll overwork the drapery. I really needed the stream. Well, Mona, you should take a look at our drawing clothing series because we do talk about some of the structural elements of drapery. And that's applicable whether you're painting or you're drawing because drawing clothes is hard. I, I think in some ways it's harder than painting a nude figure. Philippines, west of Boston, Germany, Canada, Virginia, Hawaii. Fantastic. All right, let's get into the neck. It's getting there. I'm just ugh, taking so long. Oh, it's so slow. Well, I hope at least, if, if, even if this is not very entertaining, that you're learning, that you're learning something from watching how painfully slow this becomes after a little while. Oh, and I should fix this. Yeah, I need to fix that edge because I don't like the way the navel's yellow. It's so harsh here. So maybe I'll just soften that edge. Yeah, that helps because I don't mind it being harsh here, but I don't want it to stay that way. So that's another thing about edges. A lot of it is about creating that variation. So you have an edge. See here, it starts very crisp, but then as it moves forward, it starts to dissolve and then up here, it completely disappears. So that's the trick to a lot of these edges. Just don't let the edge stay the same. Don't let it be all fuzzy. Don't let it be all sharp. Let it be both. And that's a big difference in terms of how we perceive those edges. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I don't know that I'm going to do that much more to the face. Although, who knows? <laughs> Watch me get into it and totally rework it. Ugh. But I do want to do a lot of drawing on the neck. Like, this is a little bit too square looking for me. Oh, it's too much. God, it's like 
Does anybody do this? It's like you're just second guessing every single decision. Okay, the neck still needs, because I see another bit of skin here. Let's get that in there. So that creates another form. Is that where? I'm confused. I'm trying to get this tendon to work. Does that work? I think it needs a, li a little touch of height. Like, I don't want it to get too dark. Okay, that's a little more structure. Like, does everybody see now that has a little more tension? I think that does help a bit. I'm going to push the highlight a little more so the tension's even more. Let's move forward. And to be honest, I, I feel a little bad that I'm being so picky, but it's like, I can't help it. I mean, th this just isn't the piece for me to get super gestural. I feel like that's another painting almost. I don't know why. I always feel that pressure like, oh, be quick and gestural, energetic. I'm not saying I don't want to be, but sometimes I, I'm like embarrassed that I'm painting tight. Does anybody ever feel, I, I, I don't know. I think that's an art school hangup, to be honest. Because in art school, it, it is, it's embarrassing to paint realistically. Like people actively made fun of me about it. And I, I remember feeling embarrassed that I wanted to paint realistically. But the funny thing is that the internet is the opposite. Online, I think a lot of people do uh, really celebrate realism, but it's like to the other extreme where people are so obsessed with the realism that they don't consider other options. So neither is right. I just think like, why do you have to bother people about the way they want to paint? Like it, it doesn't affect you. Why, why does that have to be your prerogative? We'll never understand that. So I'm, I'm curious for people here, because a lot of you didn't go to art school. Does anybody here feel embarrassed when they paint tight and realistically, or do people really celebrate that? Are, are people more impressed? Because art school, is its own little bubble and it, it's different depending on what context you're in like art school is a different context than say posting your work on social media so i'm curious to hear because honestly i i have no way of knowing what any of you need or think until you tell me and so actually a lot of the video ideas that we've done are not because I came up with them, but because one of you said, oh, we really need this. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it to you. But the thing is, I, I don't know. And that's why audience input is extremely important because when you all say, hey, we need a video about this, I am happy to fill in the blank. That is not difficult for me. 
but just knowing what you all need that that is difficult for me i really don't know what people need let's start doing some of the wrinkles because some of the wrinkles are not just lines some of them are a little more dramatic so i'm going to start punching in some of those I mean, this, this is the real detail. This is where things get way more complicated. Yeah, look, this one's a little too harsh, so I'm gonna run that away. Maybe a couple strokes like this, just to show some of the texture. Need more red. This is too pink. Okay, that's a little bit better in terms of getting that texture across. I mean, there's a lot of wrinkles in here, so I'm trying to think through how to do that. But I think I need to put in the the really dramatic wrinkles, like the ones that are very very dark. So for me, the ones that are very impactful, although maybe I shouldn't make them so dark. Maybe it should be more like a burnt umber. Let, let's do burnt umber with a little touch of this purple. It still might be too dark. Let's get in some cadmium. Just cut that value a little bit. That's important to think about because sometimes it's a color thing. Other times it's a value thing. So right now I'm thinking much more about value than I am thinking about color. Because this is to help articulate things. The wrinkles are so beautiful. They're one of my favorite parts to paint. And these wrinkles are not that dramatic. On purpose, I'm trying to let them be less bold. If they stick out too much, it can become a problem. And I don't know if people can see, but there is this direction that the skin is taking in. So I'm trying to show some of that. In fact, I could do a lot more of it on this side. So actually, oh, that's way too dark. Let's try a lighter color, but show some of those wrinkles a little more. Again, very, very minor, but important. Jeez, I guess this whole stream is about the neck. <laughs> That's like all I'm doing right now. Okay, and I'm going to go over some of those with a lighter color so I can cut back on them because some of them are a little bit too strong. I think. Roussel says, I think people on social media tend to really favor realism and think abstract art is pretentious. Oh, that's really helpful. 
Ari says, I feel like my realistic stuff gets better reception, even though it's not what I enjoy doing the most. Edie says, I like what one might call science fiction realism. Yeah, that's another version. Manette says, I feel like I get more critique from my sister when things are not realistic. I have a friend I ask for critique. She's understanding that I'm often not going for realism. Oh, yeah. Who you ask for critique is very impactful, depending on who they are, what your relationship is with them. When I did that Oma Bread painting in watercolor a ways back, some of you may have seen the video. I didn't think that painting was that interesting. I was like, it's bread. <laughs> but people really like that painting and I was like why did they like this painting is it just because it's food but then I talked to Andrew Raftery who is my former professor at RISD and a dear friend now and he had some really good things to say about that bread painting and after I talked to him I was like okay, there, there's more depth here than I initially thought in terms of concept. And it wasn't until I talked to him that I saw that. And so who you speak to, I think is really impactful. Yes, Edie, we're all over the place. Isn't modern tech wonderful? It's incredible. I mean, guys, I grew up when calling long distance, like calling Utah to Massachusetts, cost like a dollar a minute. And then international was like $20 a minute or something ridiculous like that. I mean, the fact that I can chat with people and not have it cost a dollar a minute is so incredible. Jay says, although self-taught, I got judged for doing tight work by other artists, but lay people were impressed by it. I like painting more loosely though. Yeah, Carolyn says, I do feel like I'm, quote, not being creative when I do something realistic. Absolutely true, certainly. In general, art school isn't aligned with real life. It's not. It's, it's this weird artificial bubble that people are living in. And the thing is, I was in it for so long as a student and then as a faculty that you, you just lose all perception of what the greater art world of people is. And especially that capital A white cube gallery art world, it's like 1% of the world. And yet they're the ones getting all the attention. They're the ones who are in MoMA's collection and the Venice Biennale. But when you think about numbers, it's a very small piece of the art world. Most of the art world is not in that. Although we refer to the art world as that bubble. Ari says, I did more realism first before figuring out how I want to stylize things. It's strange that a lot of people's perception online seems to be that more realism equals more effort. Yeah, it's not necessarily more effort. It's, it's a different type of effort. I mean, when I'm painting gesturally, I don't paint the same way as when I paint realistically. But I do think realism, it's almost like you have to tame it because if you have so much realism and it's a hundred percent like that across the board that's when i think it gets boring so in this painting 
I am choosing for certain parts to be less real. Like this whole area is a big fuzz, but that's a place in the painting where it's not a hundred percent all the way realism. I mean, I don't think a lot of this painting is like that. I feel like this painting is more like 80% realism because there's a lot of liberties that I took, but it is that type of thing where if you just use realism everywhere, then it gets monotonous. That's, I think, the difference for me. Edie says, one's internal art critic is necessary to do good work. It's when one's critic contracts rabies. <laughs> There's a problem, yes. It does feel like some rabid, feral <laughs> thing. Sam Angelic says, the judgy art critic runs in my brain. I don't know that I have an art critic in my brain, but I definitely have some things like, Clara, you can do better. Come on. It's more like that. I guess that's a form of critic. I mean, I try not to get into the hyperbole. Everything's awful. I'm the worst artist on the planet, which I've definitely felt. But I try to really avoid the apocalyptic approach because it's not productive. It really is not. Okay, let's get back into this neck. I, I'm sort of enjoying the neck now, which is a good thing. I, I feel like it's starting to go somewhere. I mean, hope it is. All right. All right. I'm going back to the really dramatic lines, wrinkles. So let's get back to that dark purple. Although maybe I'll use Prussian blue. Let me just try some Prussian blue. It might be too strong, but I'm just curious. Like, this is a really dramatic. Oh, that's too much. Okay, I don't like that. It's, it's a little bit too strong. I'm just going to, again, cut the purple with some cadmium red. Because this is probably one of the most dramatic ones. Ugh, this brush sucks. Better brush. Where's that good brush? Okay, let's try that again. So I'm curious, for those of you in the chat, based on your own experience, if you've painted before, that is, do you guys feel like the pace I'm working at is about your pace? Or do you feel like it's way faster? Or you feel like it's way slower? I, I'm just curious because I think sometimes people want to know, okay, is, is what I'm doing, quote, normal? Is this normal for people to paint this slow or this fast? I mean, I feel like if I wasn't on the live stream, I'd be going even slower. I, I'm not rushing, but I'm also not taken my sweet time the way I sometimes do. So if anything, I think I could be going slower. Okay, that feels a little better. We need some wrinkles up here. 
hard because I, I don't want the wrinkles to get too wide. They, they have to be pretty delicate. A lot of scrubbing. That helps get the wrinkles to sink a little bit better. Right, that feels pretty good. Actually, I need a little more highlight here. I'm just noticing this. Where's that muscle? Oh, it's up here. Okay, all right, got it. It's right there. Yeah, I've sort of lost that muscle before. Squint, time to squint. Looking at this from a distance. Shoot, did I? Where does that go? Oh, 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 it's here. That's the contact point, okay. There we go. All right, that's much better. Okay, that gets the form more clear. Because I think that it's not so much the wrinkles that are important, but like the direction of your brush stroke, I think matters more. Squinting. Oh, I feel like I'm losing this highlight. How do I, is that lighter? Let's try brightening this one. Where is that? Oh, is it here? Squinting. Is that it? I'm, I'm losing. <laughs> I'm losing the tendon. Oh, shoot. It's too dark, too bright. Okay, that's better. But you know what? I need this. This tendon. Oh, that's a little slice of the trapezius. Right here. That's it. That's the trapezius. Oh, and this is darker too. Is that... Yeah. Okay, we need a little more value there. Come on. Stop drawing in my brush. Oh, I need more. Okay, this is not wide enough, this muscle here. It's a little bit too short. So you notice today, it's really not about color. I, I'm not talking about color at all. I feel like last week is when I really got into the color, started to understand better what it was doing. And actually what I might do for the wrinkles is instead of using dark colors, I might just do highlights like this to show the wrinkles because there, there's a limit to what you can do there. And actually here, I, I need to brighten this up a little bit. And so I'll do that, articulate the wrinkles like that. 
Yeah, that's a little bit better. Okay, now we need some wrinkles up here. Oh, there's so many. How am I going to do this? I think I'll use the, the lighter color, in fact. I mean, there's so many wrinkles in here. I, I don't really know how to do this. Do I need an even smaller brush? I think I do. Do I have a smaller brush? Maybe this one? Let's try that. Does everybody notice the way I'm holding the brush is different? This is more like if I was using a pencil. Usually in the beginning of the painting, I am pretty gestural about it. But right now, I'm doing so much drawing that it doesn't make sense to hold it differently. Like, I, I generally avoid using my brush like a pencil because it does get really tight really fast. Oh, these wrinkles are hard. There's just so many of them. Again, I'm sort of scrubbing things in right now. So I'll do a pass of these highlights to show the wrinkles, but then I'll do another pass with the darker color to reinforce that even more. And over here, I'm gonna also pull out a couple highlights. So pull out a couple of those. Okay, that's feeling a little better. I mean, this is really picky, you guys. This is a lot of pickiness. I don't typically work like this. Oh, geez, there's a lot up here. Okay, this whole area needs dark. see what people are saying in the chat. Okay, Isabel says, usually paint faster. I'm a speedy painter. <laughs> Carolyn says, I would have run out of decision-making ability and given up by now. Oh, I get really compulsive about it. Where I'm like, maybe this, maybe that. Oh wait, I like that better. No, the earlier version was better. <laughs> it is like me in the thumbnails. Where I, I remember I posted on my Instagram story, oh yeah, this is the one. And then I come back because I went out with my kid. I'm like, no, I like the other one better. But then I woke up this morning, I like the other one better. So I did polls on Instagram and YouTube community. And apparently people like this one. But another part of me is like, I, I sort of like how clean this is. But I, I sort of know this one's better. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Aries says, I'm mad fast, but on the downside, I exhaust myself, focusing so hard, need to force myself to take breaks and step back. Yeah. Manette says, your pace is probably what I'd like to be at, usually faster, depends on the project. I get so impatient, just want to be done.
Jay says, couldn't paint and talk like this. That would slow me down. You get used to it. I've done enough streams now that it's not difficult for me, but also I'm used to balancing a lot of different things in the classroom. I'd oftentimes have to talk and draw at the same time to work with students. So it, it is something that takes experience. Rosie says, I paint a little slower in gouache, but much slower in oil. Fievel says, I'm slower because I stop and go. I tend to walk around and go back so I can get fresh eyes and what I'm doing. Also, I snack in between. Oh, yes, me too. Catnut says, I'm painfully slow painter. I need to take my time. Lindsay says, I think I go fast, too fast, but really enjoy watching you. Good. AA <laughs> says, I'm finally studying anatomy. So when you said trapezius, I was so happy to know what it is now. Yeah, you don't see much of it. It's a little sliver right here. You see the trapezius mostly from the back. Rachel says, I rarely spend more than half an hour on any painting until I'm willing to put the time in. They'll continue to be garbage. Not necessarily. Some of the work that I really like that I've done is stuff that took one-tenth the effort of another piece. So the amount of time that you put into piece does not dictate the quality at all. Like a lot of people think, oh, if I spend more time on it, it's going to be better. But that's not always true. Edie says, I like to take my time so I can make sure I'm getting it right, which is why I like oil. Whenever I've tried acrylics, I felt rushed. They dry way too quickly for me. Me too. <laughs> but you know something? I, I need to pick some up, but they do make this acrylic retarder that you can do to slow down the drying. Yes, Ginger, there are too many options at some point, which is why for the fan art, I'm like, I need a deadline. I need an art director to be like, hey, it's due Friday. So I just make a decision. But from an educational point of view, I do like showing people like, look, there you can do more than six. I think for some people I have trouble getting them to do six. And I'm like, no, I did 30. So let's just try it. Carolyn says, putting in the upper chest wrinkles added so much, especially since they're perpendicular to the structures in the neck, makes it so interesting. Oh, I could just paint necks all day. <laughs> they're so beautiful to me. I think they're incredibly expressive. You know who has a beautiful neck? I mean, I have a girl crush on Kate Blanchett. Oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> like, I love her to death. <laughs> she's totally 100% my girl crush. I saw her in that movie Tar. I don't know who saw that. But um, that to me was just the greatest thing. Because it's like Kate Blanchett being this amazing conductor. And I don't know if people know, but I played in orchestras for many years. I played the oboe. And so there's a lot of like nerdy classical music stuff in there. I mean, it's probably not very accessible for people who don't know classical music. I, I could see how some of it might be a little bit boring, but it's like Kate Blanchett talking about classical music, being a badass, I mean, morally compromised conductor. I was like, this is amazing. This is like, this is the perfect combination for me, for a movie. I mean, she's always amazing. When is she not amazing? Who here is a Kate Blanchett fan? I just like, she's sort of like Benedict, like anything she's in, I will watch it no matter what. 
Okay, let's get back to what's happening in here. I think some darker moments to get some of the wrinkles a little bit bolder, but still fairly thin paint. I don't want to use paint that's too dramatic. So what I'm putting down right now, it's not very thick. It's actually pretty thin. It's, it's almost a glaze, not quite, but very close. And I'm trying to put the paint down so that some wrinkles are darker and some are lighter. Because if they're all the same darkness, they're going to get really monotonous. So I'm trying to pull some out and push others in. Oh, this, this patch of shadow should be darker. Yeah, because then this goes down sort of works its way down towards some of these other wrinkles. I mean, I guess if I wanted to, I could have made this more painterly, but I just love painting wrinkles. They're just really, really fun. I feel really good to paint these. I mean, a lot of what I'm doing right now, it's so subtle. You probably can't see all the differences in the live stream, but that's okay. This is too much. I don't like that one. Let's try to make that wrinkle a little thinner. That's probably too bright. Just, I don't like how much it sticks out. I mean, it's supposed to, but not that much. Yeah, this, this is getting a little too wavy. I think I'm going to go in and break up some of these wrinkles because I don't want it to look like a river. <laughs> that would be bad. Maybe up here, just a little. I'm just cutting back on some of the highlights, just making them a little bit less present. So it's like there's wrinkles in here, but I'm also putting another pass on top, so that way they're not too, too prominent. That looks better. Maybe some more Naples yellow. And does everybody see how small my movements are? Okay, the neck... Is it done? I, I don't like this part. I feel like this got too liney, so I want to maybe cover some of that. I feel like the wrinkles are a little bit more than I want them to be. So I'm just going to scrub some of them away. Oh, but I need a little more darkness. Oh, that's what it is. I don't have enough dark down here. This needs to be darker. This whole area needs more value. That's a pretty dark purple. Okay, that's better, right? I think. Oh, shoot, I just screwed up this part. This part needs to be brighter. Classic example, messing up what was good. 
which is okay. I mean, that that's fine. That has to happen. I still don't like this one. It's still too dramatic. I gotta cut back on it even more. Maybe I just need a glaze. Let's just do a quick glaze of red over the whole thing. A little water. Let's use cadmium. Ah, shoot, wrong color. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, let's see. Just a quick light, light, light glaze over this whole thing to unify it more. Glazes are really good for that. When you're trying to make things more cohesive looking. Yeah, that's better. I like that glaze. Okay, let's just do a little bit more. That helps. I think there's too much here. <laughs> indecision. Okay, almost. I, I'm going to step away from the neck very soon. I really have to. I really have not worked on the other stuff at all. I told you it's going to be a long one. This is too bright. Let's make that a little bit darker. We're squinting. I don't like that transition. That's a little bit too harsh. Let's just make that a little softer so it doesn't stick out so much. I think I'm going to leave it. it. It probably still needs a little bit of work, but not much. It's very, very close. Oh, I need more highlight here. I lost some of that blue. I don't want to too blue, though. I just I need to bring back some of these highlights. I think I've got lost. Again, a glaze. Nothing too dramatic. It's a little more brushy now. Okay, let's just... <laughs> I'm just stepping away. I, I want to pick more at the neck, but I'm not going to. I think that's a bad idea. Crispy says, is there anything bug entomology related thing in the works? Example, workshop, art dare, or stream? There isn't. But now that you told me, there might be. <laughs> you guys, give me suggestions for topics, for things you want us to do. Remember, I have no idea what will help all of you. So tell me. I mean, I'm not going to say yes to everything. But once you plant a seed in my brain... 
It does help. Shawshank says, the neck reminds me of some of the pine trees found in Chinese ink paintings. Oh, I will take that as a very big compliment. Thank you. And, okay, cool. We have some Cape Lunchet hands. Good. I'm very happy about that. Jay, it's actually acrylic. So if anybody wants to go down to the YouTube video description below, that is where I have all the art supply links in the YouTube video description. Ginger says, do you guys have any streams on edges yet? I'm struggling. We don't, but maybe we should. I don't think the YouTube algorithm is going to like that very much. Let's do it. Because yes, edges are incredibly important. Most of the time, people have edges that are too sharp. I don't usually see ones that are too soft because too soft almost always works. Mona says, logo tops, graph design, illustrator, pretty please. Cool. Sound Angelic says, anatomy of all kinds of creatures. Yes. Manette says, any line art draw-alongs with traditional media? I know Jordan does a lot of line art, but he's usually digital. Yeah, I don't think we do, but mostly because I don't like line. <laughs> I mean, I probably should just suck it up and do it, but I should. I mean, we do have a video on line in general, a discussion video. So if you look up Art Prof Line, it's the elements of art stream. And that's a good place to start because you can see lots of examples of different ways people do line. But maybe we're due for an ink piece. I mean, I typically do better with line when it's an ink. I mean, I'm sure you can do it with pencil and stuff like that. But that's my favorite medium to explore ink in. Speedman says, hard for me to start with shapes to draw animals. What should you do? Practice gesture drawing of animals. We have, I think we have at least two videos where we draw gestures of animals. And that is the most important thing. It's not the shapes. It's the overall gesture. So I'm planning a stream. I think it's next week. That is going to be, I know, scandalous why I hate the line of action. I know, I know. People are going to be very mad at me about this, but I don't like it. I really don't like it for a lot of reasons. And so you'll get to find out why my reasoning. And, and to be clear, I mean for figure drawing. I'm not talking about animation or cartoons. I specifically figure drawing because I know people use it for animation and I think that's a different context. So tell me in the chat who here, well, first of all, do you know what the line of action is? And tell me in the chat if you've heard of the line of action, if it's been helpful to you, if you agree with me, <laughs> don't like it. I just have problems with it. I'm not going to tell you now why, because you'll have to find out. It might be like next Tuesday. Plus, I'm going to put Aaron to Vader. <laughs> my subject for the line of action. He's really good. He dances a lot. So I can do that. 
Okay, I think I better work on the clothes. Just remind you again. <laughs> I'm gonna remind you again about the May workshops. Okay, we have to do the clothes. I, I've just been totally ignoring that. All right, let's get... Uh, actually, I should clean my palette. It's getting kind of gross. Okay. I love my acrylic palette. Not acrylic, glass, sorry. It's so easy to clean. This window scraper. I will never understand why they have those wood pallets. Those are just the worst. You can't clean them. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you have a pallet you can't clean very well? Oh, speaking of things I don't like, the other stream I'm going to do, I think it's the end of May. Again, why I don't like the bean. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The bean is something a lot of people push online for figure drawing. So it's this concept that you draw a bean and then you do stuff. I'm not a fan. Okay, let's, we need to refill. And I need a lot of yellow ochre because what I'm looking for is like an olive green for that shirt. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of yellow ochre. Actually, I don't think it has very much blue. I think I'm going to do ultramarine because it's, it's sort of a cool green. It's pretty muted. I should mix two mixtures because the one on the the green on the right is a lot darker than the one on the left. So let's just do a little swatch. Mm, I think it's too yellow. Let's do a little bit more ultramarine. I'm mixing quite a bit because I need a lot to fill in the shirt. Okay, so let's take a little touch of that and make another version that is more blue. You know, the acrylics actually, they're not bothering me a lot today. I was very frustrated with them because I, I just, I'm an oil person. I just always prefer oil paint. But you know, it's interesting because I was doing all that fan art. <laughs> I was using acrylic inks and I was using some acrylic. Because I've been doing that the past week or so, I feel like me and acrylic sort of made friends. It's sort of like, you know, when you go on something intense and you spend like a lot of time with people and it's like you sort of can't help but start to get to know each other in a positive way. I feel like that's what happened. It's like me and acrylic, we went on a retreat <laughs> and we came back and we were really good friends. <laughs> I guess it's like summer camp. 
you have no choice but to become friends in a way. Okay. I don't want to do too much. Let's just see if this is the right green. I think it needs more blue. I mean, just you guys think about how much time it is just to get the color you're wanting to get. That's why I just don't understand how people can paint quickly. I mean, I feel like at this stage, the first two streams are at least four hours. Oh, that's better. Oh, let me move this over so you can all see that much better. I don't know. I feel like it's too green. I'm going to go back <laughs> and add some yellow ochre. Come on. I mean, I like mixing color, but it's slow. I mean, like, I'm just mixing color for this one spot, and it's taking time. Okay, let's try that again. Let's see if that's a better fit. Is it? I, I think it is. I'm, I'm going to go with this. Okay, so let's just cover this whole thing so it's nice and wet. And maybe I'll try Prussian blue. Like, I really want to like Prussian blue. I really do. Ew, that's really gross. Okay, yuck. I don't like Prussian blue. You see, I gave, I gave them a shot. It's too saturated. I need some cadmium red. Way too bright. So let's just get a little touch of red in here. too blue. I guess I need more red. Maybe that's better. Oh yeah, that's a lot better. Okay, let's try that. I really tried Prussian blue. I really tried to like you, but I don't know. We're just, we went on so many dates. I gave you so many chances and you just didn't do it for me. I gotta get this edge better. I, I feel like I'm not getting enough. Like, this is sort of awkward. I want that to be a little bit. Ugh. Oh, I don't like that. I was just trying to change the edge, but. Shoot. Maybe this will help. Just some more red. Okay, that's better. Good. To fix that. All right. More dark here. Because a lot of this is the contour of how I want to do that. And there's like a little sliver. 
of this tank top that she was wearing. So let's put that in there. Because I, I do think that's sort of a nice shape. Like it's not that important. I could leave it out, but I sort of like it there just as a change of pace. It sort of divides the skin up a little bit. But it also needs a little touch of highlight at the top. Like even within this one shape, there's um, a value change. Okay, that's way too much. Go back with the purple. Still too light. Oh, and I need some more Naples yellow because again, I'm, I'm working on that edge this edge. Oh, I still have so much to do, you guys. But I don't want to do a fourth stream. I feel like that's too much. I feel like as long as you guys get a sense of where I'm going, it's probably okay. Because I still need to fix the background. Okay, that's better. That gives me a little more highlight. And let's go back in and reinforce some of the dark. Make this edge a little bit less dramatic. Okay, that's better. Now let's do the edge of the shirt. So I can't really see that. It's a little confusing because there is that pattern in there. So this is pretty cosmetic what I'm doing right now. And again, this edge, I don't want it to stay the same. So maybe at the bottom it's more defined. Maybe in here it gets a little bit looser. Oh, and there is like a slight highlight on the edge. Look at this. All right, let's take this screen, put a little more yellow ochre so it's a little bit lighter. Let's just see how that functions as a slightly lighter. You know, I'll put a little touch of Naples yellow. I don't want it to be too light. Okay, so like a little bit of this. It just gives it a, a touch more dimension. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, that's kind of wonky. I don't like this shape. I mean, a lot of what I'm doing today is a drawing. Like I, I don't feel like I'm doing a lot of painting, per se. Okay, and then let's go back to the bigger brush. More dimension. Okay, 
because I do need, ugh, geez, that's too red. Okay, let's try this. More purple. Ugh, that is not dark enough. Come on. Let me try some Prussian blue, some burnt umber to take off the drama of that. Actually, maybe some cadmium. It's just way too white. It's too red. Uh, <laughs> help me, you guys. Okay, let's try. Okay, better, but not dark enough. Come on. Let's just come on. Help me. It's still not dark enough. I don't like that. Although, maybe I just need more variation. That's not bad. I do want this to show my strokes a little more. I think that'll make the clothing breathe a little bit better. What do I do here? I feel like I'm getting so picky, you guys. Tell me in the chat. Does this feel picky to you? <laughs> or is this, or maybe you're all like me. <laughs> all right, let's get the other side going. Let's try this. And then I'll do the pattern on top. This is why I'm not a painter. It just takes so long. I don't know. And I, I think a lot of people, painting is very accessible, which is great. But I don't think people initially understand, or, or maybe rather they underestimate what's really involved with painting. It almost feels like because it's accessible, it should be easy, but it's not. I think painting is one of the hardest things. I mean, maybe this is just me, but I feel like drawing is so much easier for me. I mean, I don't know if that's the case with everybody, probably. Okay, now here I really do have to deal with the Naples yellow edge. And I think I'm going to have it maybe be more crisp up there and let's let it really dissolve towards the bottom. And I got to do some drawing here because this is not quite, ugh, gross, yuck. What did I just do? Ew. Oh, that again. trying to show there's a little bit of a dip in here, which actually anatomically speaking, what that is, is the deltoid, that little dip that you're all seeing there. That's pretty good. 
still want to soften this edge more. Now, I do need to put in, there's like a very, very slight, little, tiny bit of line. Do I have a brush that's small enough to do that? Where's my, see, I don't like small brushes to the point that I like don't have any. <laughs> it's a little silly. Okay, so that's a pretty warm tone. I'm going to try really hard not to make it too dramatic. So I'll let it be dramatic up here. And I'm going to close in on it from the side so it's not so thick. This is fun though. I mean, as much as this is frustrating, like I'm having a great time. It just, I don't know, there's something about painting. It sort of takes you out of your life for a little bit. I know when I'm really focused on something, it's like you just forget all your problems. And I, I've always appreciated that about art. It's like a place to slow down because everything is so fast paced now. I mean, it's like if I hear another technology update, I feel like my head is going to explode. You know what I mean? It's like, especially with all the AI stuff that's happening right now. I mean, things are getting produced so fast. It's like people don't even have time to react. And I've, I, I sort of feel like that's only going to get worse. The other thing is I think before digital stuff came along, like before the internet, like we had to wait for stuff a lot. Like I remember if a movie was in the theaters, it would be in the theaters for like a long time. And then it'd be like a year before it came out. And now it's like they're releasing stuff streaming and in the movie theater at the same time. And I'm like, oh my God, we don't have to wait for anything. Which... I'm not saying I want to wait for the next Benedict Cumberbatch movie. I don't want to wait all year. But I'm just saying, I, I just think digital media just sped up the world in a way that was not the case before. Actually, I was watching The Shawshank Redemption the other day with my kid. Who here has seen The Shawshank Redemption? I think it's one of the best movies ever made. It's incredible. And so I'm watching it with my kid. And for those of you who have seen it, you know that scene where Brooks gets parole and he talks about because he's been out of, because he's been in jail for over 50 years, he says, I, have, I saw an automobile once when I was a child, but now they're everywhere and the world got itself in a big hurry. And that's how I feel things are now. It's like everything is so fast that we, it's like we don't have time to just sit and understand something. It's like with social media, there's an update like every two weeks. They're like, oh, now we can do that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't have time to absorb the last update. Because a lot of the social media stuff, it's tools. 
it's like, okay, well, I got to learn this tool first. But then it's like they change the tool and then all of a sudden you can't use it the way you learned to use it or, or taught yourself to use it. And I just find that so frustrating. Okay, I think that might be all I do with that. I don't think I want to spend too much time. Actually, I do want to redraw some of that. Like up here, I, I feel like I sort of lost the shoulder a little bit. Okay, that's a little better, but still too harsh of an edge. So I'm going to go back in, soften this up a bit. Pull this out a little more so I can soften it some more. Because I don't think the shirt needs that much. I think the shirt can be fairly simple. Like it doesn't need the degree of detail that I put into the neck. Ugh. It's so hard to keep your brushes clean. Okay, that's fine. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. So that way, I think what I want to do next is the pattern. So let's see what people are saying first. So that has a minute to dry. Okay. I totally feel that, Jay. Anyone else feel like time gets suspended or altered when you paint or draw? It does. That's what I love about it. I don't have to be paying attention to anything. You just get immersed into that moment. <laughs> Aerie says, I line with wet tissue under baking paper for acrylics. Smart. Lisa says, what makes you reject the darker mix? Are you trying to match or what will look good on the painting? I guess I was trying to match. I probably could have done something in relation to the painting, but I guess I got lazy. <laughs> Just refer to the reference. Case says, I've been watching your fan art progress on your Instagram story. So excited to see you getting more nice with acrylic. I know, I know it took a long time. <laughs> oh, Lisa says, I would enjoy focusing a video on one artist like Degas, demonstrating specific things he did, maybe a thumbnail of a piece or hatching technique. Oh yeah. I, I feel like I'd have trouble picking the artist for sure. Well, I'm glad you guys are liking my Instagram stories because there's so many. I'm like, oh my God, who's going to take the time to tap through this whole story? But I have this thing where when I teach things, I can't skim the surface. I have to show in depth what's happening. So to me, not doing all those stories feels wrong, like, like not morally wrong, but it doesn't represent the depth of the process that I want people to understand. And so the consequence is there's a lot of Instagram stories <laughs> because people don't usually teach to that degree. 
a lot of the times it's okay, I do this, 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 and this. And what I wanted to represent was the deciding process. How do you make those decisions? And what pushes you in that way? And also how diverse the process is. That one minute I'm thinking about, oh, can I get this acrylic to blend? The next minute I'm like, oh, I am today. It's so freaking hot. And the next minute I'm thinking about, okay, placement, orientation of the text. Like it's a very rich experience to create a piece. If you think about it, it's just oftentimes we don't articulate that to ourselves. I mean, I do because I'm putting together the story, but it's been really fun for me. I hope people are enjoying those, even though they're a little ridiculous. <laughs> Mayfer says, oh, you're from Mexico City. You heard that I like Pedro Pascal. Yes, I do. But it's like, I don't lust after him. I just think he's so charming. Like he just seems like the nicest person. I want to say me too. Is that cute? He's so cute, handsome and sexy. Yes, he is. <laughs> Love your art and videos. Thank you. Well, I just watched Pedro Pascal in Narcos. He's hot in that. I think he's way hotter in that than he is in Last of Us. But Narcos is a little bit hard to watch. It's sort of gritty and there's a lot of violence. It's about the Mexican drug cartel. So it's not really the faint of heart type of show, but it's great if you can watch it. Rachel says, every person are at the height of their own technology. You are helping us to keep some of it so the old, non-AI, doesn't ever disappear. Yeah, you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. And I think a lot of people do that with digital. They certainly did that when I was teaching at RISD, where it was like, oh, we used to do digital stuff. I'm like, yeah, but we don't need to stop teaching people how to use a hammer and screwdriver. I mean, I feel like kids who enter art school now are much more likely to have drawn with Photoshop than they are to have touched a hammer, which I think is a problem, being the old fart as I am. Oh, you're from Mexico. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I would love to go to Mexico. Oh, it must just, I've never been to Southern America before, been to Asia, I've been to Europe. I guess I haven't, oh yeah, I haven't been to Africa either. I'd love to go. But oh, the, the art in Mexico is so different than the European art, the Asian, like I would love to go there. I'd love to go to Brazil. I bet the food is good. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's the best part of any, any international visit that you do. By the way, people didn't know I'm going to Japan in July. I'll be there for two weeks. Really excited about that. Okay, let's do... I'm trying to figure out if Ultramarine is dark enough. Is it? No, nah, it's not dark enough. I think I need to use this purple mix that I was using before. Oh, I need some more Lizard Crimson. Lizard Crimson with a bit of this purple, maybe a little more ultramarine. Now patterns are a pain. And what I try to do is I try to imply them. I'm not gonna draw every single thing. So the first thing I'm gonna do is start up here. Oh, this brush sucks, I need another brush. Oh, one of my little brushes aren't any good. Like a lot of them, oh, let's try this one. This one's nice and short. Let's try this. And again, I'm not going to paint every single one 
that dramatically. Oh, this is too wet. <laughs> Getting the right amount of wetness is hard. Linda, your shirt is not making my life easier. So what I'm probably going to do is I'll paint the pattern and I'll probably do a glaze over the whole thing. So right now it, it feels very fragmented, but I'll go back in and I'll change it. Get them to sink more. So right now I'm painting them more dark and dramatic than I think they should be. But that's because I'm going to prepare myself to eventually tone it all down. So too dark, but on purpose. Okay, so that's too much. And now what I'm going to do is I'll do like a, I'll go back in with a slightly wet brush and I'm just going to scrub these patterns into the green. So now they're not quite as dramatic. And then I might pull out a few to make them a little bit darker. Let's try that. Okay, let's do the other side. Now this should not be as dark. This has to be brighter in value. So I'm gonna, actually I might just put the dark blue the dark green with a little bit of uh, ultramarine blue because this should not be remotely as dark because that happens people think oh it's a pattern i should use the same purple on the whole thing it's like no because there's lighting here you can't do that so this is going to be even more because actually the pattern is smaller up here but especially the edges are important to get that in. And to see how the pattern changes according to, oh, sorry, push that aside so you guys can see it better. Okay, and again, scrubbing, just to, again, make the edges less dramatic. Oof, we're almost there, you guys. Very close. Oh, why did I put that green? Why? Let's just get rid of it. Oh my God. Okay, we're just gonna leave that alone for now. I wanna go back and I'm gonna look at the face. So a couple of cosmetic things. I need those pupils to be a little bit brighter, not by much, but they're a little hard to see. So let's just get a little more vibrancy in there. And the eyes, there's also like a little touch of blue in there. Let me see how Oh, actually, that's that's okay. I thought that was going to be too dark. 
but that's actually fine. Maybe a little touch at the bottom, make it be a little brighter. Oh, and the eyes, the eyelids need something. Okay, we're going to do just a little bit in here. I don't want to do too much, though. But I do think... Let's get some more cadmium in here. Like, here, I feel like the... This eyelid needs to be more dramatic. Get pop a little bit more. Oh, and I lost some of those. Okay, I need to go back and add some of these highlights because they got a little lost. Let's do Naples yellow. Naples yellow is like when you're lazy and you just want to get stuff done. <laughs> And this again, I'm going to scrub it in. What a lot of scrubbing today. My painting technique. Okay, that does help a little with getting that brow to be a little bit stronger. And up here too. So let's dig into some of this blue, which is, of course, like now all dried out. But let's see if some of this blue is going to help me with that area. Because it is pretty cool lighting as I have it set up. Oh, no, I need Naples yellow. Because there's like this big chunk of highlight up here. It needs to be way more dramatic. I do like doing this part. Because, you know, the highlights are not that difficult. There's just a few of them. And maybe a nice chunk of Naples yellow. So highlights in general, they do tend to work better if you make them thicker. So oftentimes, like if you look at a John Singer Sargent or an Edward Hopper painting, if you look at those in real life, you'll notice that the highlights are thicker than what's happening in the shadows. And so usually what I try to do is I'll have the highlights be pretty thick and then the shadows, I'll let those be fairly thin. Okay, that brow is much better. And now up here, I need a little more because this is a spot where there's a lot of tension. Oh, and the nose needs way more too. I guess some of the highlights got a little, they got a little bit dark in the last pass, but right now it's like so easy to go in.
yeah, especially the nose, that really helps. Wow, this needs to be really bright. Um, let's use some of this really bright blue. So I feel like this should be like super bright, super thick. Blue back there, and then a little rim. The highlight on the nose will help. What other highlights? I guess this highlight could use a little more on the upper brow. Oh, that does help a lot. Okay, that makes that a little bit better. Uh, probably here I need a little more too. I want that edge to be a little more dramatic. Maybe a touch more on the chin. So I'm just making a pass around the whole portrait and I'm just saying, okay, where are the highlights that are not dramatic enough? Even this one could use a little more. Yeah, this one, this one could be better too. I mean, to me, this is the fun part. <laughs> this is the part where you don't like to think so hard. It's about going back in and managing things. And actually some of these darks are a little bit too dramatic. So I think we need some cadmium red. I just want to cut back on, on some of this darkness. It's a little too much. Maybe pump up a little red, especially on this brow. And I do want to get a pass onto the hair. Oh, I need a little more highlight here. It's funny how you just you discover things the more you work. I feel like this is too liney. Maybe I'll go in and just do some like red glazes over it. I don't really like how strong some of these lines are. I could use a little less. Maybe a little touch more on these wrinkles. Oh, that is such a pain. I might just do a pass of cadmium red through the whole thing. Let's see. I am sort of missing this one. There's like a really subtle shadow here. It's not that much. But I do need to show more of the tension of the skin here. And maybe pop that darkness a little more. All right, let's see what people are saying in the chat. AA says, is the pattern that is in the light warmer, right here on the left, 
than the pattern in the shadow or is it the same and it's just a tonal shift? It's the pattern that is in the light warmer. I think it's just a tonal shift. I don't think I'm doing that much of a color change as much as just the one on the right is darker. That's what I think. Thank you, Carla, who says, I love this portrait, very expressive. Her face conveys so much. Jay says, how do you deal with the shift in tone using acrylics? That's the other reason I struggled with it. Do you mean when a color is not exactly the same? I mean, I like it when it's not exactly the same. It provides a lot more variety. So yeah, Jay, if I'm not answering that correctly, just let me know in the chat if it's something else that you're talking about. But that's why to me, the glazes are so important. So if you're having trouble shifting things, that does help quite a bit. Okay, I'm gonna do not that much more. But I do want to maybe make the Naples yellow at the top a little bit more, a little less saturated. So I'm going to take a touch of this purple. We're going to mix a more grayish Naples yellow. Let's see if that helps. Okay, that's way too purple here so you guys can see it better. So I'm going to just do a quick, quick glaze over that, but then I'll paint some Naples yellow over it because I don't want the change to be that much. I just want it to be a little bit. So it's not Naples yellow, like top to bottom. I don't think that would look very good. So I, I don't know that a lot of you can see the difference very much, but it, it is there. And I think it does give it a little more depth. So like in here, it's just, just a little bit. It's so, so minor. But in my opinion, it makes a difference. And actually, it lets the hair sink in a little bit better. Yeah, that's better. I think I could go a hair darker at the top. Just a little bit more. Or maybe even a little touch of yellow ochre might help. I don't know. I don't want it to get too yellow. Okay, and so now that I have that slight shift, let's get some straight Naples yellow. So now we're going to really pump up. We're going to make this part so bright at the bottom. So I'm laying in the Naples yellow like really, really thick. You can already see it's affecting the hair quite a bit. Actually, a good time to work on the hair then. Yeah, that does bring out the hair a little more, which is good. So this is all about thickness. You can see the reason. Oh, my God, what the heck? 
Get out of there. Cadmium red. So the thickness is incredibly important. Like I'm really laying this on right now. Push that up. So it's not a big difference, but it does, I think, help with the depth some more. Okay, that's better. I feel better about the background now. Because it feels so flat compared to what I had earlier. Okay, time to go back in with the hair. And then I think I might be done. Isn't that crazy? This pain took forever. Because I'm trying not to pick. Oh, I need to. The ear is tiny. The ear is so terrible. It's got the ear in there. Being lazy, mixing with my brush. It's fine. It's towards the end. Okay, that's way, way too light. So we got to get like a lot of cadmium red. And I do want the ear to be pretty painterly. Like I, I really do not want it to be that present. But it does need to be a lot bigger. I made it way too small before. So now let's get in some value change. So I can, at the very least, just hint at some of the form. But again, I'm, I'm not looking for anything that dramatic. So I actually painted behind the ear here. And then let's take some Naples yellow and get that to be not so dramatic. That is not what I want. I do, however, want some cadmium red. Me and cadmium red, we're like, we're tight now. I feel very good about cadmium red. So close, you guys. I can feel it. You know that moment where you're like, oh my God, home stretch. It's happening. It really, really is happening. I'm so close, everybody. Okay, that's better. I do want the ear to be a little less prominent, though. I want it to be not so visible. Just a touch of value to show that depth, but not much more than that. Okay, that's better. <laughs> yes, I'm still going. You guys, we're going to the bitter end. I know the stream is taking forever, but it's like, I gotta finish it. I can't let it go. Oh, 
do it for me. Okay, let's do a little bit of the hair. The hair is pretty close. I need just a couple widths of hair to make it happen. You guys know who has good hair? Aaron Tveit. <laughs> his hair is so, oh my God, his, his hair is hot. <laughs> you wouldn't think hair could be hot, but oh yes, it is. It is very hot. <laughs> who here thinks hair can be hot? Who here doesn't know what I'm talking about? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're looking at the wrong hair. I want something more orange here. So let's get in some more yellow ochre and cadmium red. Oh boy, that feels good. I might try to go more painterly here. There's a little tiny highlight behind here. It's right under the hair. It's like right here. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, my brush is so freaking wet. Come on. Oh God, that's too much. Let's get rid of that. Pump in some more that brown. I need more pure. Because that hair does stand out, but I don't want to stand out that much. There is a lot of hair back here that has a very wispy quality to it. There's a little touch of hair that comes into the neck, which I think is really cool looking. And I do want the hair to be fairly messy. I don't want it to look clean and nice. It's got to have more body than that. So a couple wisps going this way. Gives it more dimension. I think it does. Okay, and then up here, I think it's just, it's a glaze to make things brighter. Aw, thanks, Amanda. Love watching you paint. I'm down for three more hours. Oh my gosh, I hope not. Lisa says, what does more painterly mean when painting the wisp of hair? I think for me, it's just losing all the edges. So nothing is like defined. Oh, my brushes are so freaking wet. What the heck? 
So I, I sort of painted around the hair and I'm going to go back in and do a little more. Oh God, why am I always running out of paint? More Naples yellow. Breathe, Clara. Breathe. You can do this. You really can. Okay, that, that's that's kind of a nice stroke. I like that. All right, that part I think is done. Let's go to the top, and I think I like need orange, like real orange. Okay, so for that part, like back here, let's again go to yellow ochre and cadmium red. And it's just a touch. It's not much, but it's just, it's so gray back there that I don't like that. So it's just going to be these little touches of orange. Oh, wow. I need way more Naples yellow at the top. Okay. I think I'm figuring this out. I mean, I want to keep some of that purple. But I definitely want to, like, show the orange color really clearly. pretty red. I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be more orange, but it's not. And there are a couple specks of dark in there. Not very many, but I'll just put in a few. You get some ultramarine blue in there for some more value. And I'm going to get very brushy up here. There's these like little like specks of dark in there I want to get rid of. And maybe something more concrete for this so it, it sticks out some more. But now I gotta go back to that yellow. I don't think I want to do too much up here. I think I definitely want some red. And this, this whole top, this is pretty complicated, this top of the page. Okay, we definitely need some more highlight up here. That is definitely too light, too bright, too dark. That's what I meant. Because that, that lighting has to come across. If I don't have that lighting, it's not good. So yeah, a lot of this at the top, this is all like Naples yellow. And then me filling in this like grayish Naples yellow at the top. 
and I'm really going to let this hair just like disappear. Really soft edges going all across. Maybe I'll have like one sharp edge, like maybe here there'll be a sharp edge, but beyond that, I'm going to let it be pretty soft. Or maybe here, maybe here will be a little bit harsher. Variation in the back is always a good thing. Crispy says, how long does it take for you to get used to just talking to yourself while drawing? It seems very interesting, especially when you're on a stream or recording video. I mean, I've been talking <laughs> in classrooms for years. And I think if you're used to just talking, talking nonstop for a period of time, it, it just gets easy. You just figure out how to articulate things. And it helps me. I mean, when I can say out loud what I'm trying to do, it's, it's like, it's very helpful, actually. So I don't know, maybe you should all learn to talk while you paint. I'm just kidding. But for me, that, that's been a big part of my learning process is to say, try to figure out what I'm trying to say. And it's like, when you have to explain something to somebody, you got to know your stuff inside out. Because a lot of people know how to paint, but it's like to explain to somebody how to paint, that is hard. And that's why I'm always telling people, listen, teaching and painting, they're two separate skills. They're not the same thing. And so anybody who thinks that because you're a good artist, you're a good painter, that's not true. In fact, I, I actually find it's the opposite. Like the people who are really good painters are not very good teachers. <laughs> and those of us who are less <laughs> skilled, um, I don't know. It, it's like, it, it sort of makes sense if you think about it, because if somebody is really good at something and they just do it, right? It, it's like, it doesn't require that much effort. But for people who really have had to struggle through the whole thing, and know what it's like to not understand everything are probably in a better position to explain more effectively, okay, what are some of the things that can go wrong? And why is this difficult? Because it's, it's almost like the people who are really good, they're like too good to teach. <laughs> like, it's harder for them to sympathize when somebody doesn't understand something, which is, is obviously the core of what teaching is all about. Oh, you guys, I'm so close. I'm so close. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like I see the home stretch. I see it. It's right in front of me. It's so close, you guys. I'm just fixing up these edges now. You guys, do I add the butterfly clip? Do you see it's tiny? Like it's barely there. Do I add it? Will it ruin it? Or do you think that's sort of a cute little touch? Because I'm not sure actually. I feel sort of silly leaving it out. But then again, it's, it's like, it's so small. I don't know that it matters that much. 
So tell me in the chat, butterfly clip or not? What would I do without you guys? <laughs> if you guys weren't here, I wouldn't know what to do for anything. That's why I always have those Instagram polls for like, which is better. I find it so useful to hear that from the audience. Okay, we got to get back in. We need more. Because I think I got too much hair on this side. I think this needs to be a little more glowy. Oh, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, get out of there. Get out of there, Cadmium Red. What do you think you're doing? No, 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 no. Oh my God, are you serious? You're so dumb, Cadmium Red. Get out of there. Oh my God, I have to like repaint that whole section because it's stupid Cadmium Red. You know, it's not about you, Cadmium Red. It's not. This is not your party, okay? Like, just get out of there. Oh my god, that's so annoying. I was, like, so ready to wrap up that one spot. Okay, let's get back in there. We need some blue. Really get that highlight moving. And then let's roll some cad um, some navel yellow over that because that's not very that's not very good. Okay. You guys are so nice, egging me on. <laughs> Add it. No clip, add it, add it, add it, add it. All right, I'm gonna try it. If it looks terrible, I'll get rid of it. That, that's the better way to try it. Okay, it's very blue, but I don't want it too blue. It's just gonna be a quick little thing. A, a nice just little little touch yeah I think that's cute yeah I like that <laughs> Amanda says it looked like a fly in her head <laughs> I'm gonna leave it for now if it really looks terrible tomorrow I can always paint it out Okay, one more pass on those highlights. And I'm gonna use a scandalously big brush. Some nice, just thick accents. Oh, that's fun. Fun, 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 cool. I just want to do a little more at the top. I need this edge to be less dramatic. 
All right, you guys. It's time to step back and see what's happening here. Okay. Let's try it over here. Final pass. Just going to look. I mean, it might be at the point where I just shouldn't work on it more. Is it done? Is it? <laughs> Please be done. I just want it to be done. Oh, there's one little spot here. I just want to get that in the shape. Hope the background works a little better. I want that to be that like little piece of negative space. Is it done? Help me, you guys. Just tell me it's done because I, I don't want to work on it anymore. <laughs> Didn't we decide that that was one of the ways to decide if you're done? You don't want to work on it anymore? You really don't. And, and really, you guys anything I change at this point, it's not going to be that dramatic. It's going to be extremely minor. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just picking at this point. This is just me picking. Is it done? Is it done? Ginger and Amanda think so. <laughs> Rose says, leave the butterfly alone, is trying its best. I love you guys. I love that none of you agree. I think that's fantastic. Time to start another. Don't do that to me, Amanda. <laughs> All right. Remember, everybody, we still have some spots left in the Drawing Cats workshop. We also need you to know about the March workshops, artist app statements, grants, residencies, exhibiting your art, artist websites, commissions for artists, fan art party, and sketchbooks. Registration for May workshops ends Friday, April 28th. So get that in as soon as you can. I will be in the Discord, probably briefly, to show you what the final result looks like because on the live stream you can't see it that well. So please join me in post live streams to check that out. Join our Patreon group. We have so much fun sharing our art in weekly voice sessions. You get support and critiques from me. I am not in the critique channels in the public parts of the server. And most of all, you find support in a small group of artists. Artprof has services, artist calls, portfolio critiques, statement editing, and personal art curriculums. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.